Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Let's open the word this morning uh, since we're here uh, in this 30th year. We're beginning a new year. We may as well begin at the beginning. Open up to the book of Genesis, if, if you would. Chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over everything that moves on the earth. You know, those are the original five commandments of God given to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They were given to Adam and Eve in a perfect world. Do you realize that even in a perfect world, there are some do's and there are some don'ts, you know? God said, don't eat of the tree. I mean, even in a perfect world, there's going to be guidelines and restrictions and encouragements. And many times we imagine that if things were just better, we wouldn't have so many things to remember, but that's not true. God gave them five commands. Basically, those five commands can be broken down into three ideas. The idea is that, number one, that God wants us to be fruitful. God put in our heart to multiply and to increase. God put it in man's heart that we would want to do something with what he gave us, with the opportunities, with the life that we have. A second thing is he told them to subdue. What does subdue mean? Well, it means to stand up and push back against those enemies that want to hold you down and keep you back, just like you're doing, Raymond, standing up and pushing back against a cancer that wants to consume your body. It's just inside of us. God put that seed inside of us to begin with, and the original commands that God gave us was to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Those are things that want to, we, we want to do better. We want to do more. We want to increase. We want to you know, uh, uh, do something with our life, and also those obstacles in life, we have a heart. There's a seed with in us to push back against those things that would want to hold us back from doing our best. And then God said, have dominion. Finally, God spoke to the seed that he placed within us that makes us want to have a say in what happens in our life. The right and the power. That's what the word dominion means. The right and the power to govern and control our lives. That we would have the right to pursue our own dreams. That we would have, you know, the heart to do what we want to do. You know, you are born with things that you want to do. And you're born with things that you don't want to do. And thankfully, there's enough of us that everything should be getting done. It's God's will that we should increase. It's God's will that we should... Uh, spread out and do better and that we should have some control over our lives. You see, God wants us to leave things better than we found them. It's our DNA. It is a God DNA inside of mankind that we want to leave things better than we found them. What we do with what we have actually shows who we are and what we believe. Some people live their whole life storing up wealth and storing up resources so that they can leave it as an inheritance to their children or to you know, things that they're, that, that they're concerned about. Many people live their whole life storing up wealth just to leave it to someone else. Well, uh, the Bible says that a good man will leave an inheritance to his children's children. That is a good thing. We want to leave an inheritance to others. 
But if you really want to know what others are going to do with the money that you leave behind, you really need to look at them and see what they're doing with the money they have. Because whatever they're doing with what they have is exactly what they're going to do with what you leave them. And in fact, they're going to do it more and better. That's what the Word of God says. And so while we are storing up things and while we are hoping to leave an inheritance to our children's children, while we are preparing an inheritance for them, it's also important that we prepare them for an inheritance. It's important that we invest in them so that they will know what to do and how to handle the things that they may one day receive that we've worked very hard to build up, things that we have worked very hard to, to put into place, things that we have worked hard to accumulate many times are just dropped in the hands of those who may be ill-prepared to manage those things. God did not do that with us. You see, God not only put it in our heart to increase and put it in our heart to uh, uh, you know, stand against and to rise up and push back against the obstacles of life and put it into our heart to have some means of pursuing our own dreams. But he also prepared us for an inheritance that we will one day receive. In fact, the blessings that come upon us in this life are but a foretaste of the things that God has prepared for us. You see, the only thing that God ever wanted to be was a father. When he could have been anything in the world, he could have been the sun, the moon, fire. He could have been lightning. He could have caged himself and represented himself to us as anything. God showed himself to us as a father. That's the only thing he ever wanted to be. And the only thing that God is working for is family. And it's not easy. God's job, just because God is God, don't think for one moment that it's easy. God's job is not easy. Look around. He's got a bunch of people just like you to deal with. He's got a bunch of kids just like us. His job's not easy, but his heart and his vision and his hope is such that he still wants to be a father. Every morning he wants to be your father. And family is the only thing he's working for. And when it's all said and done, the only thing that God will have left for all of his hard work is family. And family continues to be the important thing. In fact, I would submit to you the most important thing in all of the universe. God made family by design. And the driving desire of God is in the heart of all mankind. It's in our DNA. God's seed, the seed of life, is in us. That's what makes every person that we meet follow along the same guidelines and paths. They want to do better, and they don't want to, you know, for enemy to overcome them, and they want to have a right to say what they want to pursue in life. That is a God thing. We all hunger to be fruitful, multiply, to fill the earth, to, to subdue our enemies, and to have dominion. God has given us that chance. It's called life. Every day, day in and day out. There is a universal law that says that nothing and no one was ever born on their own. You know, 30 years ago, we did not begin this church. We were just at a moment. I was sent here by the organization to close the doors on this church. That was my mandate. That was my goal. That's what they told me to do. In fact, when I came down here and didn't close it down in the first three weeks, they actually kicked me out of the organization. And, uh, uh, but I told them, I, these people, they didn't do anything. 
Uh, I mean, all they did was just believe that, that good things were going to happen if they just kept trusting and believing. I said, I just can't leave them uh, with, with that sour taste in their mouth. And also the community here in Southeast Texas, uh, Church on the Rock does not have a good name. You know, uh, uh, no one... At that time, GSU wouldn't even take a check from us. We had to pay our electricity in cash, and it was cut off, you know, quite often because there wasn't any cash. Uh, uh, and uh, that's not due to these men's fault. Of course, only two of them, I think, were here at that time. And uh, uh, Brother John back there, uh, and Franny, and and uh, Pastor Robert, and Charlotte. But uh, there was just no money in that period of time in this community. There was a horrible economic downturn. But the hearts of the people still wanted the very same thing that. Adam and Eve wanted in the Garden of Eden. And so uh, we, we found and realized that, that we had a chance because there was still life in us. There was still breath in us. We had a chance. But we did not begin this. It was other pastors, other people who worked hard and long uh, way before I got here, giving everything they had and placing all their hope to give us a chance to do better. The Bible says that we should give honor to whom honor is due, and we owe a debt of gratitude and respect to those men and women that are nameless and faceless today who stood the test of time and invested as far back as I can look as about 50 years or so, and uh, to men who, who, who stood and congregations and their eldership, their deacons, their, all the volunteers in their church at that time, men like Pastor Chester Hensley, men like Pastor Steve Muncie, men like Pastor Larry Lee, and like Pastor Mike Alexander, along with all of those who supported them for all of those years led congregations to honor the Lord and to give us the chance that we found 30 years ago, the chance of life. You see, they lifted the name of Jesus in this community and the imprint of their work is on us today. We cannot stand here on our own, just like you cannot stand where you are on your own. Without someone Having brought birth to you, you would not be here. It's impossible for you to have another dad and still be you, for you to have another mom and still be you. You would not exist. It wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. You see, the things in our life that often we are so proud of and often we're so happy with and we see growing and increasing, they are mostly you know, due to our hard work, but also in great part to those who stood the test of time. People just like Cindy Downs there who was not being paid when I got here, and she was uh, the secretary of the church, and, and there just wasn't anything to pay, was there, Cindy? Uh, Cindy was just scrambling, just trying to keep creditors on the line, you know, doing, uh, you know, keeping the hounds out of the door, and we were being repossessed, and they gave us till Thursday. You remember? They gave us, and here I am, new kid on the block. I had till Thursday in Bankstead to get out of the building. I said, what? I'm the, I'm, I, I just got here. And on top of that, the building was built over on Sun Oil Company land, so we were encroaching, and even their repossession wouldn't clear our debt. They said, give me $272,000 today, or you're out of here. Well, y'all remember Bank? We're still here. Okay. <laughs> I thank God for our DNA and our family. It gives us the chance to be who we are and to do what we have done. Because God is in us and because people gave us the wherewithal to begin. You see, success is more than a one-step process, and we can't blame our failures on our family, but we cannot have any successes without them. We live in a world that's turned upside down, in a world today where parents deny children and children can disown their parents. Nonetheless, God has made it so that no parent and no child can ever deny 
their family. How did God do this? Well, there is an undeniable atomic code written on every cell of your body. Just one hair, just one drop of blood, just one kiss, just one tear will tell the whole world exactly who you are, who you belong to, where you came from. And not only that, but this DNA will be passed on to every child and every grandchild. It will follow you into the grave, beyond the grave, and for all time will say that you are you. You see, this DNA that we have, DNA is a God marker in our lives. And we need to realize that we came from somewhere. We certainly are somewhere. We're headed somewhere, but not because we did it on our own, but because of all those others who made contribution because of all those others who poured their lives into it, you see life and success is a mixture of so many pieces of the puzzle. We can never get rid of this marker in our life or in any of our successes. We cannot because it makes a difference to God. He went to great lengths to permanently identify us with our family. If you'll hold that thought, I will conclude here in just a moment. But hold that thought for just a moment. And let me just tell you some of the things that you have been responsible for just in this community, just in Southeast Texas over these past 30 years. Okay, uh, Things that, that so many people worked hard, long years to give us a chance to do. But because of your hard work and because of the chance they gave us to have a life, we were able to do some things. Uh, there's a church, Church on the Rock in North Beaumont, 8060 East Tex Freeway, that wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you. Thank you. International Institute of Faith-Based Counseling, reaching out with faith-based counseling around the nation and indeed around the world, would not be there if it wasn't for you. You brought birth to that. You brought birth to Church on the Rock in Vider, to Kingdom Expansion Resources, to Church on the Rock Sour Lake. You know, uh, that's you, Okay. That man who pastors Church on the Rock in Sour Lake was a man who met me my first day here. He was one of our deacons, Randy and Emmy Miller. You know, they were one of our home group leaders when we first started home groups. Now, and, and now they've been pastoring out there. They helped us to start Church on the Rock North and then went out there to Sour Lake and started Church on the Rock Sour Lake some 20 years ago. Uh, Compassion Christian Counseling Center. You know, that's you. You started that. You wrote all that curriculum. You paid for all that. You passed it through. Then Governor Bush and, and got us all certified so that we could open up counseling clinics and hang out shingles. And we did in state. In fact, there was one, we went to uh, 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 Quitman, Texas. I was thinking Duncanville, but we went to Quitman, Texas and opened up one. We went, you know, uh, all over the nation because you felt like you wanted to increase and you wanted to stretch out and you wanted to push back against obstacles and you were willing to take chances and take risks. Uh, uh, church on the Rock, uh, Cowboy Church on the Rock. Wow. Y'all been out on Highway 90 lately with Cowboy Church on the Rock? They are doing great. They are there because, again, every time we get full, we take a few people. We have averaged one new church out of this church in our community every three years. You pay for it. You know, we take a hit. They don't pay us back. We make them become autonomous. They are entities of themselves. You have birthed one in a little less than one every three years, 2.7 years or so, however that makes a difference. Agua Resources International. Actually, you have about 400 water wells under your belt. 
That would not have, that you started that. You did that. We birthed that here. We went out. We have uh, water well drilling rigs now, new, new rigs. And uh, there are six wells being drilled in Pakistan as we sit right here right now. Already paid for it. Thank you, by the way. And we did like 23 maybe in India in the last two years. And then uh, we have, you know, uh, I mean, they're just going on. I mean, you, that's you. That's just you. You know, that's what you do. That's what we do. We provide water for people and, and, and water filtration systems through Agua Resources International, Grace Church on the Rock, Mid-County, Church on the Rock, Bridge City, which is now Bridgepoint, uh, our, our COTR County Jail Ministries, thanks to then Sheriff. I remember whenever we couldn't get in out there famous buyers that had enough people come in and leave and come in and leave and come in and leave that he was the guy in charge of it. And, and uh, 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 Judge Griffith was the sheriff at that time. And I went because of a relationship and just, I said, hey, listen, would you let us go out there to the jail? This has been, I don't know, 27 years ago, maybe. I don't know, however long. And he said, sure. He went and talked to famous. Famous opened up the door for us. Do you know we have about 28 services per month in the jail now? Right here. We see between 50, you know, uh, a thousand, uh, Tony, where are you? Between a thousand and fifteen hundred, eleven hundred, twelve hundred men and women give their lives to Jesus Christ every year in our county jail. And these are people returning to our community. Okay? These are people returning to our community. And if you don't think it makes a difference, some of our jail ministers got saved out there in that jail and they've been in church now for 20 years. It works on top of the federal prisons, the state prisons. I mean, we have, you know, more than 30 services every month. You have one service every day in some place where people in our community are incarcerated, bringing the love of Jesus Christ and helping them to rebuild their homes and rebuild their families and rebuild their finances and rebuild their attitudes and, and giving them a chance. That's what you do. Our Church on the Rock Medical Clinic in the underserved area over on Calder. You know, we had a medical clinic there and, and merged it with another medical clinic. But for two years, you underwrote that, reaching out to a community uh, in a medically underserved community in Beaumont. Uh, uh, our, our, you know, um, COTR disaster relief everywhere from Gerald or wherever. You guys, you know, you guys, this, this past year, this year, this past year, you have done um, uh, 32 homes that you have been responsible for helping to rebuild your home. Where, where's Miss Grace at? Miss Grace, stand up there. Stand up, Miss Grace. See, Miss Grace, you completely 100% rebuilt her home. Yeah, thank you so much, Miss Grace, for letting us be a part of that. I saw you out there this morning. Yeah, it's all of the Lord. Praise God. And, and many of you came over and worked and helped and just tirelessly. Uh, our Church and Rock Southeast in Port Arthur. You know, with Pastor Mike and Kathy Dacey, a church online, our whisper is heard around the world, a church on the rock Conroe, third service, church on the rock Jasper, our church on the rock food pantry, praise God. God, Joe, we're going to get that building. Joe and I just met with the mayor of Port Arthur uh, this week, and, and we're just, you know, uh, we've been there. Uh, Church on the Rock Food Pantry, the food pantry's been there for 28 years, 18 years in that building. And we feed about, uh, I don't know how many families. Ooh, we can't even imagine. They can't come back for, for two months, but we feed, uh, let's say, 60, 65. Uh, and we give them 65 pounds of food. 65-pound boxes. This is not just a little bit. You know, 300 turkeys last year just for Thanksgiving. That's what you do. I'm talking about money that comes out of your pocket. The church has no money. You are the church. The, 
The church has no workers. You are the workers. The church has no ability. You are the ability. You are it. All I get to do is stand up and say, let's run this play. All I got to do is say, uh, you know, come on, let's have a motorcycle church. Okay, you know what? A few weeks ago, we opened up our church on a motorcycle church uh, right out here on, 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 the, on uh, 11th Street. Um, our COTR Youth Church, our church online, our cafe church. I could go on and on. Those are just the things in our community. And by no way does that exhaust what we have done just here. Not to forget Pastor Lynn Parker sitting here, who was on my staff for near 20 years. My goodness. Our women's pastor for almost 20 years, and, and we heard, you know, like we often do, that a church and community does not have a pastor, and so we send one of our pastors to that church, and we continue to pay them, you continue to pay them, we continue, and we send them out so that they can make sure that no congregation in our community that we have any connection with ever goes without a pastor. We don't ask for anything. We just ask to let us love them. That's what we do through key resources, and that's all we did, and they, they, let, you lo they let us pay you and you love on them for eight months. And then they said, we want to keep her. I said, well, you got to pay her. You're going to keep her. <laughs> she came back home for a week or two. And I said, Lynn, I really think you're supposed to be out there. And so I went out there and talked to them and they got back together. And now how many years you've been pastor of, of almost seven years at Faith Harbor Assembly of God Church in Port Acres. Thank you for being here this morning, Lynn. The text that I received this morning and, and, and all, the, all the things from all the other pastors who said they would be here if they could. Uh, one pastor from Church on the Rock North was here for breakfast this morning, but he went back to his church. He said he just came for breakfast. But, uh, you know, all, all these things, all these church startups and missionaries sent out from our church, the foreign ministries that we have uh, ongoing and completely underwritten, you have ongoing ministries that are 100% underwritten by you for all of these years in, in, in Kenya, in Russia, in Mozambique, in Thailand, in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Vietnam, England, Nepal, and Mexico. Those are the ones that you do, Okay. Uh, that's why that board looks so full. On top of all the orphanages, medical clinics, feeding centers, schools, outreaches in country after country from Israel to India. We buy backpacks for little children going to school, uh, Im Im immigrant children, Ethiopians in Israel, so that they can show up their first day of, of, of first grade and have a backpack just like everybody else with everything in it. Thank you. You know, to India. Uh, uh, in India, Church on the Rock in India, in Ma, uh, not in Maharashtra, that was a different ministry, in Visakhapatnam, thank you. Uh, 32 of you are about to leave with me and go with me to Visakhapatnam. Okay. Visakhapatnam. Y'all went last year, didn't you? Yeah. 32 people are about to go with me here in November. Three we feed 3,000 meals every day. Been there 35 years. Okay, I mean, God, uh, listen, it's amazing. And those little children putting money in the box, this year they bought all the children there. We have 900 children in school there. And uh, they, they, they bought uh, all the children Bibles. These children have never had a Bible. Last year we bought them shoes, tennis shoes. And when we got there, the shoes, the, 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 the glue wasn't even dry on the shoes. And there we were giving shoes out to the little children. That's what you do. Listen, this building... And Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, I know you think we are a church and we're just having church. Listen, time fails us to tell you on a weekly basis what you're doing. 
with the hospitals and the nursing homes and the ministries here in our community on top of all the things around the world that we do. From Israel to India and China, Cambodia, Colombia, you know, time fails us to tell of the word that's going out. But rest assured that from 30 years ago, whenever the light was dim and nothing was going on, it was hard to even have church to today. You've done well. Today and every day, the sun never sets on the ministry and the outreach efforts of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock. I just want to thank you for letting me be your pastor. And I want to tell you that there's a DNA on the inside of you. It is a God DNA. There's something that makes us want to increase, want to do better. There's something that makes us want to push back against those enemies of our lives. And there's something that makes us want to leave things better than we found them. It's God. And today I want to challenge you to make a fresh commitment just like we did 30 years ago. Things weren't going that well with us 30 years ago. But the commitment that we made, the elders and I, we stood and made this commitment. We made a commitment that every day we were going to do our best to put a smile on God's face. And that we wanted to make this church important to him. We've done that. I want to thank you. And today I challenge you. Put your life in God's hands. The things that you want, he wants to. He's the one that put that on the inside of you. He'll work with you and he'll help you. He will bless you. But he blesses you so that you can be a blessing. Make sure that you're making a living, that you're making a life, and that you're making a difference.